I'm Elise, and this is Boston Bachelor Besties. Boston Bachelor Besties. Welcome back to Boston Bachelor Besties. I am Robert and I'm here with Elise. Hello. And our special guests, Eric and Megan. How are you guys doing? Hello. Hello. We're doing great. Thanks for having us. Uh, so for, first I should say, um, I, I obviously skipped over Bevan and Chris, our usual, <laughs> um, because they're celebrating Dead some holiday that happened yesterday, <laughs> a day late. Um, and what I don't understand, this is what I don't understand, Elise, is the name of our show has the word besties. I know, I know. And yet they are not here and they chose something over us and it bothers me, but you know, we, we have an episode to record, so I think we just have to power through it, you know? Dead to us. <laughs> but forget about out. them. Who cares? We have two new- Out of the bestie crew. We yes. have replacements today. We have replacements right. tonight. In Eric Aren't and Megan. Upgrades, even. So, sorry, Eric, what was that? <laughs> Aren't they afraid of being replaced? Yeah, they should be. They will <laughs> be when they listen to this. Yeah, they're going to be like, they're going to be like, look, they have such great chemistry. Eric and Megan great. just fit right in. Um, the formula. Y'all have a dog with you. They don't, they don't have Haifa. a dog. Yeah, yeah. Haifa. Yeah. more romantic than watching The Bachelor. Yeah, no kidding. They could have spent their like Valentine's it. Day with us. Okay, that's what besties are for. That's yeah. <laughs> thank you, Megan. <laughs> I won't bring too many sports references, but they could be Wally Pipped tonight. <laughs> what? Okay, you gotta explain that one. <laughs> so Wally Pipp was a uh, baseball player for the New York Yankees. And he missed a game and was replaced by Lou Gehrig, who you may know of Lou Gehrig's yes. disease. Yep. And Lou Gehrig went on to be like one of the most famous baseball players ever. Of all time. Just show up. You gotta show up. And um <laughs> the what's the other guy's name again? Wally Pip. And he Exactly. I mean, did he lose exactly. his, his starting role yeah. kinda from that, yeah. I guess? <laughs> but I mean, that's his that's his notoriety now as the guy who let <laughs> Lou Gehrig be one of the greatest baseball players ever. <laughs> I mean, isn't that a little bit what happened with Tom Brady as well? Like he he came in because uh, the starting quarterback yeah. had an uh, injury, I believe, and exactly. then you know yeah. led from there on. Yeah. Well, we'll get back to the Bachelor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a surprising <laughs> amount of sports references have come up on this podcast, believe it or not. Um, yeah. And we We're did just have the Super people. Bowl where Tom Brady um, happened to win. You know, just one more. Um, and this is a Boston podcast in, in essence. So, you know, I mean, gosh, it's, it's not wrong that we're talking about Tom Brady and uh, in sports. Um, but yeah. anyway, Bevan and Chris, we love you. Uh, but we will be mad for approximately kind seven of. days until the next episode. So um, anyway, Eric and Megan, <laughs> um, um, how do y'all how do y'all know Elise? Okay, well... Elise and I have run the Dana-Farber Marathon Challenge together uh, over a few years when Elise ran. Um, 
I think that goes back to 2013 was Elise's first year. Yeah. And it was Elise and many of the other runners at that time was, it was just a, a refreshing group of fun, energetic, friendly people. And Elise was the captain of that cheer squad for, <laughs> for real. And so Elise has been a great friend for, for many years. We've continued to do races together and yeah, she's been a great friend. I remember we watched a bachelor episode about this time last year, a little over a year ago. Has it been a year? Yeah, that was right before quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, they cooked a delicious meal in their beautiful home and it's amazing. And Eric's been running for like, how many years did you do? Eight to 10? 10? I did 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah. And and raised a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, amazing. And for yeah. hundred thousand for Dana Farber. Yeah, cancer and research. For people who are yeah yeah, I was about to say so people less familiar with uh, Dana Farber. It's um, can you explain a little more? Yeah, it's, uh, cancer. Yeah, absolutely. Dana Farber is a cancer hospital in Boston, adult and pediatric patients. Um, it's been around since 1948. I could be wrong about that. Um, but it's been one of the world leading cancer research institutes and uh, places for care and consistently ranked in the top five of cancer hospitals in the entire country year after year. Uh, people in Boston know the great work of Dana Farber. When I lived in Boston, um, I swear one out of like three people I would talk to, if not, you know, every other person either was in some sort of medicine, medical field or like biomedical engineering or something. It's like, it's crazy how much of that is uh, in Boston. But I mean, that's why they have such awesome um, institutes like that. Yay. All right, so we we talked sports and cancer research. Maybe we should talk about the Bachelor. Um, <laughs> how uh, how long have y'all watched it? What's your uh, Bachelor relationship? Um, well, as in all great relationships, you know, it's a little give and take, and Eric ups and downs. Yeah, ups and downs. <laughs> Eric really explains everything to me, and I explain the Bachelor and the Bachelorette to him. Well, he's a little bit new to it. When did you actually watch an episode? He used to watch, he used to not watch it, but he'd sit at the table pretending to do something more important than watching The Bachelor, <laughs> and then he'd chime in, and so that went on for about a season until he was, like, comfortable enough to sit on the couch and watch a little bit with me. I think that was Colton's season. Was it just Colton's season? I think, I, I think I... Yeah, I think I chimed in from the table during Colton's season. And then by Hannah Brown's season. You were fully invested. Yeah, fully invested on the couch. <laughs> Amazing. There we go. I love it. <laughs> the slow draw. You know, they just get you in. I mean, that's what Elise and Bevan did me, kind of. Um, they, like, kept talking about it. And then I was like, I'll watch the premiere. You know, maybe part more of, of a season, push. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, in the deep end, let's go. <laughs> I also, um, Eric has done some uh, research and prep for this uh, recording, it sounds like, which I was very impressive. Well, I was gonna go, I was gonna go deep on uh, some of the recent Bachelor, who would you, would you call him? Like the, the host? Oh. No, like who, 
the bachelor and the bachelorette, not the contestants on the show, because I think they've developed such interesting celebrity profiles over the past couple of years. Um, but with the recent news of Chris Harrison um, stepping away from the show for, I guess, the rest of the season, I think I was more uh, paying attention to that. And I thought, um, I thought that that would be one place I don't touch, but I think Chris Harrison both did the wrong thing and then also did the right thing by apologizing, I would say, and stepping away. Yeah, that is honestly that a lot has exploded in this past week. Um, and it's even related to, um, the firing, I would, I mean, related in a sense, um, in a society sense with uh, Gina Carano's uh, firing from the Mandalorian. I don't know if y'all have heard about that as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so all that happened this past week, which is, it's been kind of crazy. And um, yeah, just to recap for the listener who doesn't know about the Bachelor stuff. And I don't know, um, Eric, you might, you know, have dug in more than I, I did, uh, or at least you might know as well. But um, it started with uh, Rachel, who is a front runner this season. I mean, she is like, uh, most of us had her in our top three, which by the way, we're going to hear a top five from Eric and Megan later in this episode. So stay tuned. We're excited to hear that. Um, I don't think they they entered the contest in time, but that's okay. We're, we're going to still hear their top five. Anyway, but it, yeah, so it makes it an even bigger deal that, um, I mean, for all we know, Rachel is like the winner, you know, so it's about her. Um, I have a feeling it's, you know, it's not going to be her that, that wins, but um, yeah, like I said, I don't know all the details, but basically the key thing I think I heard is that maybe back in college, or I think it was 2018, there's pictures of her at like an antebellum party, something like that. Um, and then Chris Harrison was on, which she has now, she's apologized for that. You know, she did her Instagram thing. And then um, Chris Harrison was on the other Rachel show. Uh, I don't know her last name. Um, the Rachel who was a bachelorette. Um, Rachel Lindsay. Show, yeah, the show is called Miss Lindsay, I think. Okay. Oh, nice. So Extra. Chris Harrison came on that. Um, and um, he was kind of, he, he was basically downplaying it a little bit. I mean, it's hard to know what words to put on it exactly, but he was, you know, he was saying we should have a little grace, whatever like that. And then a lot of people were very upset with him. I think Rachel Lindsay was upset with him about that as well. And then he said, because of this, um, he needs to, you know, learn some more himself. He's going to step away. He's not going to do the after the final rose um, uh, segment. And so, yeah. Um, do any of y'all know, I mean, do we know what this means about Chris Harrison for the rest of the season? Is he just going to be, obviously there's all this pre-recorded stuff. So he's going to be, you know, with the ladies as they go through it. But I guess, well, I guess, yeah. After the final rose is the only thing left and the women talk, whatever that's, what is that called? Women mm, tell, tell all. all. Yeah. So maybe he's not going to be a part of that either, but maybe, or maybe that's already recorded too. I'm guessing. Um, yeah. I mean, what, do we know what that means for Chris Harrison and the the franchise? He's not going to be part of after the final rose. That's as far as I know. So uh, after all the taping has wrapped and then they have their final person. Do we know? 
Oh yeah, she was subbed this season with Tasha. Oh, that was already that was all the way back with Tasha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she was just recent. She was the last Bachelorette, so it was pretty recent. Okay. It was fly her in a Nima colon, Nema colon, Pennsylvania. Just come on in. Yeah. <laughs> Get her through that, you know, quote unquote quarantine that Heather did, you know, to come onto the show within five days or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, which like is a- actually. Yeah, it's actually convenient, Eric, that your season that you watched was Heather or Colton's season because Heather was on that season with Hannah B and Heather's coming back, which I think we're going to get a lot of her today, which I'm very excited about where she's going to come in. And they're going to chat. But anyway, jumping ahead. Yeah. And The Bachelorette has not started filming yet, I guess. Or do we know? I don't think so. Okay. Because that's the only, you know, just thinking of what is going on with Chris Harrison. That would be the only other thing um so um yeah so things have i mean yeah we're we're as we record this things are very up in the air with all that um i I mean it's especially going to be interesting to see how far rachel makes it you know um with her having this kind of um uh stain on on her currently um so yeah strange times um very unfortunate um, so at least it doesn't seem like there's any mal intent among the parties, which is good. It's more owning up to these things that happen and figuring out what they should do about it. You know, what, what are the measures that need to be taken, but, um, it's going to be interesting to see, like, uh, especially with Rachel and how that affects things, um, going forward and how they bring it up at the, um, after the final rose. Um, I mean, I guess they're going to, they're going to have to address some of the stuff, um, and the women tell all if they haven't filmed that, but I'm guessing have. Um, yeah, I think Rachel Lindsay is also not continuing her contract with Bachelor Nation. That's right. I think I just yeah. That. yeah, yeah. She said um, she like can't do this anymore, and, and she also brought up. I mean, she brought up something we've brought up on the podcast, which is, I mean, I mentioned early on how surprised I was coming in late to the whole Bachelor franchise that there hadn't been a black bachelor bachelorette yet. You know, when they announced Rachel Lindsay, I was uh, pretty shocked. I was like, oh, wow. I was just surprised they hadn't done uh, a black lead. Um, so Rachel Lindsay brought that up as well. And it sounds like she is basically saying she's done with bachelor dumb um, for now or ever. Um, so yeah, things, I'm sure things will evolve from here, but uh, pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think we heard, um, Megan, how long you've been watching, though? Um, we heard uh, Eric goes back to Colton. Um, Megan, do you go all the way back to the beginning, season one? Yeah, all the way back to the beginning with my mom and my sister. Nice! <laughs> nice! And my mom said. Wow. <laughs> um, my sister stayed on, like, hardcore for a while. She wrote um, Ryan and Trista a letter after they got engaged and mailed it all the way out to, um, I believe they're in Colorado. That sounds about right. Yeah. Anyway, we were hardcore when we were younger. And then uh, <laughs> a, a brief hiatus, <laughs> got back into it uh, in college because it was something to do. Do you have That's a favorite amazing. season or contestant? Mm, I really remember loving JP. And I think it was, I mean, I didn't love Ashley because I loved JP. <laughs> I liked JP and Ashley. I remember those were one of my favorites. Yay! Yeah, they're great. They had two little kiddos. Yeah, they were cute. Mm-hmm. 
Um, one final thing. Well, actually, I'm going to say this part, uh, a little bit of other news. I, I don't know if you all have other tidbits, but we can always sprinkle them in as we watch the, the episode. So I think we should get started. Is there anything else to, to talk about before we kick this off? No, I think this will be. I can't remember the last time we tuned in live. Yes, we're usually (laughs) watching it a few days later on recorded. So, and you're not usually on a podcast while you do it, right? (laughs) That's also good. It's a first, yeah. (laughs) I love it. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to get started and we will talk to you guys uh, in a bit. (laughs) All right. So, we just saw Heather leave to applause. Um, applause and vitriol from the other women, if I might say. Um, yeah, well, man, Elise, I, you were you were having quite a strong reaction to that situation. You, you did not like the way the girls were reacting to her, right? You thought they were way too harsh. I'm so angry. I just at the. I just. I get it. I get. No, I don't get it. I'm so mad that they're so upset about it, or so like they were so mean to her that's definitely the meanest i've heard a group be to a newcomer i mean this is also one of the more extreme um ones as far as how late she was coming but i've never like you heard one of them say leave now like just to her i mean they were very very direct um (laughs) just like they're like why are you bachelor hopping and i was like whoa bachelor hopping yes that is just rude And she only, I mean, it was crazy to think that she would have one week until hometowns too. But I mean, everything's compressed with The Bachelor anyway, you know? So uh, yeah, what were y'all's thoughts on the whole situation? Go ahead, Elise. uh, Just quickly, uh, they just, uh, so mad. There's like, I get it. They don't have a lot of time because there's so many girls that are on this season or, but like, or ladies, whatever. But they, it's just... (laughs) ladies or whatever it's just so rude (laughs) like what if he was really meant to be with heather like this is about love people like it's not Mm -hmm. about like if he loves her more than you like i'm sorry like take it gracefully like don't don't be rude to her coming in like you'll be upset i get it but like don't be mean. Like, maybe they have a connection and they need to find it out. And would you rather know now than later? Megan and Eric, yeah. Yeah, did, did, y'all have, what your, did you have the same reaction as Elise? Or? What's your reaction? Well, I mean, my reaction was more at the end when Matt was like, well, under different circumstances. Yeah, you said you didn't like the alternate else. reality thing. Why didn't Why didn't you like the alternate? He, sa- he said, um, you know, maybe if this was, yeah, an alternate reality and we were in San Diego or, or something like that. Yeah. yeah why, why didn't you like that? I mean, he's leaving the door completely open and it's like, <laughs> I don't know. On one hand, he's saying, like, I have my future wife in this room. And then the other hand, he's like, well, we could have been something if we had met at a different time. And, like, save me for later if, you know, no one really works out here. So, I mean, he needed to, like, do a a complete, like, thank you for coming and showing interest in me. But I, I really have a connection here. Or he should have fully explored it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's how I, yes. The, um, yeah, there were. Go ahead, Eric. There were a lot of mixed messages there, uh, or either that, or it felt like they wanted to make sure to call out all the past bachelor and bachelorettes that, from past seasons because they had to name drop Colton, they had to name drop 
Hannah Brown. And they didn't name drop Tyler, but everyone knew the connection as well. So like, I, I wanted to know, there probably was a real part of him that wanted to keep her. And why didn't they meet before this? Like yeah. that, I understand quarantine, yeah. but they had a, a lot of time that they could have met. Yeah, and not 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 to mention Brown Bear Visuals, who was part of the quarantine crew. I mean, I guess everyone has their own thing, but he went to visit LA, and like, there's also FaceTime and like virtual meeting, and like, I get that he was already you know scheduled to be the bachelor, but they could have like introduced and saw if there was like a spark or a connection. How do you think this goes down? Like, she calls the bachelor people the bachelor producers call her they fly her out because like of course she decided to fly from where san diego to somewhere in pennsylvania yeah but that van was hooked up with cameras knowing that she was going to be <laughs> so you know, curious that, that her minivan had cameras in it you know so yeah, weird that, that minivan was ready to film so <laughs> at what point was this more than just her her wanting to come see Matt. Yeah, like which who whose idea was it to make this uh, make whatever chance she had with Matt part of The Bachelor? You know, was that her thinking, yeah. Hannah Brown's thinking, uh, the Purdue? You know, like how it is interesting. Like, what was the the genesis of this exactly? Yeah, Megan, you might have more info, but I listened to Nick Vial's podcast, and he was he was saying that it's like probably her her I mean I think so too like I think it's her reaching out to a producer that she knew from being on the show and like she's like hey like I really think I could have a connection with Matt like I'd like to come on the show and then they like talk to a few people and then they're like okay we'll like bring her in I'm pretty sure she has to like fly herself out there and like rent the van herself and then they'll like coordinate when she comes on like I'm sure it's I think it's her going to them and then I they. Have to imagine. I don't yeah, know if you have is, other it, insight, Megan. Well, she just no. she also joined so late, you know, because that makes it seem like it's her too, Elise. That it's like it seems like if this was somehow concocted, like with the producers and stuff first, or I don't know, if it wasn't just from her, it's like why did she get? I mean, she's like really late in the process. It's not like week three or four. It's like week six or seven, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know if you had anything more, Megan. No, I, I think it's one of those things where like the, the contestants, they really drive it, but the producers can get the most out of it. So once somebody comes up with an idea, they'll fully run with it. But I think they have, I think the contestants or whoever's calling in are coming back. There've been so many people who come back from other seasons and we're like, well, I just want to see if this connection is real. And now I feel like in the beginning, there were like strict rules of like, this is what happens every episode is very driven by the producers and then like at some point there were just like no more rules and people were like oh we <laughs> want to do this we want to cancel this rose ceremony we want I'm not giving out a rose today or like whatever <laughs> it is they would just like make up their own rules so at this point I think as long as the contestant has an idea what that will make drama the producers are like yeah we'll make that happen for you I can't mm -hmm. wait for a bachelor there are no rules 
just decide on a group date to like break the rose in half and give one piece. To, <laughs> That'd like, be amazing. You know, just like something new. They haven't done that before. You know. That'd be a pedal for you yeah. and a pedal for you. <laughs> I love you not. <laughs> Remind I, me. Sorry, sorry, Lisa. I, so my conspiracy theory is that the person like says it because Nick Fial also like requested to be on um, Caitlin Bristow's season and he made it to like two or whatever. But they had a previous connection and they had been talking and stuff. So and I think he I came like out he earlier. I think it was more like week three or four. Yeah, um, this just felt very late. I, yeah, and so which is why my conspiracy theory is that she was maybe like made to wait. Like maybe it was the producers were like, we're going to put you in at a certain spot, but we're not going to tell you when. And like they picked when it would be for her to come in is my theory. She make it more dramatic. Like I couldn't be here. Like there was something when they were talking on the couch and she's like, well, I couldn't have been here earlier. Or like I wanted yeah. to be here. Yeah. So I don't know that she had all the control over that which is kind of a bummer because she was so sad. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to figure out how much of that sadness was simply I've put in a lot of effort to this and now it's coming to nothing and how much was like, I really thought there might be something with you, you know? I think she's like imaginative and she's friends with Hannah B and I feel like Hannah B talked him up and he's real close with Hannah B. And so I feel like she probably played this out. She had a lot of time to herself, like in quarantine, like <laughs> hanging out, like in her little hotel room. So she's probably like, we're going to fall in love. And it's like meant to be, and this is our love story. Like, I feel like she probably imagined a lot more in her head. And that was like a huge disappointment when it was like, no, you're not, I'm not even going to explore it. Like what Megan was saying, I was like, why don't you just like, if you have questions, just explore it. They're going right into a rose ceremony now. So yeah, this, right. I mean, that's a lot of highs and lows for for the girls there. Like, yeah, in this in this evening. And a lot yeah. of yeah. emotions from girls who have typically, I mean, most of the crew that has been causing a lot of drama is gone. I think there are still a few more left, but a lot of the girls that are typically pretty polite and civil are having a lot of big emotions. Yes. Yeah, no one, there no one was Katie holding back. There. Katie wasn't there to regulate them. Which Maybe that's be their it. therapist. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why which she left Megan's last week. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, send in Heather. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're about to head into a rose ceremony. And I thought before we did that, um, we could hear y'all's top five uh, because um, uh, probably all of us are going to end up like losing someone in our top five in this rose ceremony. Or we'll see. Maybe we won't, maybe they'll all survive, but, um, Robert do... already lost one of his top. Five. I was about to he say, Heather. I just lost Heather. I just lost one of mine. Um, that was a bold move. I think I was the only one that had her in the top five and I'm going to be reason. honest. I... <laughs> Shut up, Elise. Um, <laughs> yeah, the more every second of Heather, was on screen I was like I do not like this person <laughs> I just oh. don't like her <laughs> she's just so sweet <laughs> I mean maybe there is like this huge genuineness under there but just the way she comes across on a surface level just uh I don't know <laughs> it rubs me the wrong way <laughs> maybe that's just me um but okay before we hear y'all's just to uh remind people I'm gonna just read mine and Elise do you need me to read yours or can you yeah uh, I don't remember, remember. I don't remember the order at all <laughs> okay okay so mine I like kind of guessed I was like yeah <laughs> 
Uh, first place, I have Michelle, and then Rachel, Abigail, Piper, and then uh, Heather, um, who is gone. And then Elise has Serena P. She also has Rachel in second place, like I do. Then she has Michelle. Then she has Piper in fourth, which is what I had. And then um, Brie. And oh, yeah. Um, Brie, Brie's still there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's still there. Okay. Um, yeah, so which, who do you- I missed Mari's exit, but like I I fixed my blog on it. I was like, she just kind of just like petered out. And I was like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> but anyway- <laughs> Yeah, so let's hear y'all's top five. So I I think I'm going to make a substitution in the last minute. Go for it. You're allowed to do that. <laughs> okay, this was my original top five. Unless it was Heather. You have to tell us if Heather was in there. <laughs> I can show you my list. Um, so my original top five was five was Abigail, four was Piper, three Brie, two Rachel, one Michelle. But I'm going to switch at even though I like Abigail, I'm going to switch Abigail and Kit. So I'm going to put Kit in my top five. And oh, I like it. At, at number five? At number five. Let's see if she survives this rose ceremony. I'm not, I, I mean, I don't know who will be cut. We'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, do you, uh, Eric, do you have your own list or are you no, I don't. I don't have, no, I don't have my own list, but I think there's going to be a few off of, uh, everyone's list that are going home tonight. Oh yeah. Anything? Oh. Um, I think Kit and Abigail could be um, one of them is going to be going in this rose ceremony. I don't think it'll be Abigail. I think Kit might go. Wait, no, she just had. Uh, she can't go. She just had a one-on-one, didn't she? Or was that before the last ceremony? Uh, because she did the cooking one, right? Did we have a ceremony after that? I can't remember. Yeah, she, yeah, okay. she, no, Piper had, it had a one, yeah, I think they already, that was like a week ago. She doesn't have a rose. Okay. Piper so Pi- has a rose. Yeah, who has a rose? Piper has a rose. Uh, that- Michelle, I think, has I a rose. Think Michelle always has a rose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's it. But wait, um, Megan, wait, who was your number, number one? I want I my number one's Michelle and I want it to be Michelle. I'm a little worried that it's gonna be Rachel, but my number one is Michelle. Okay. That's Rachel, okay. not Rochelle. Yeah, I can't spell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, Rachel has an extra A in there, um, in her name. So oh, okay. <laughs> Poor ease. <laughs> All right. So this rose ceremony is um there's ten women, right? Is there ten, I think? Mm. Or eleven, I think there's more than that. Let me count. Uh, so I think, the, no, I think Katie they said got kicked off. Katie got kicked off, which is why only Piper and Michelle have roses because she had a, the other one on one. Okay, one. Because they were talking when you know talking about Heather, they're like these ten. Eight, I thought nine. they said ten, but it might. Oh be. yeah, ten. You're right. Okay. Yep. So yeah, how many roses? How many do you think are two. going home? Two. I think two are going home. I think it's two this week. I mean, this ceremony, and then they they have to cut it down to four pretty quickly. So yeah, it's gonna be a lot lot of movement tonight, I think. All right, I'm um, Elise. I'm looking at your helpful chart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at your chart, Elise, which is super helpful. I'm I'm gonna say after the final rose dot blog. 
<laughs> I'm trying to decide who I want to predict. I'm going to say Kit goes home and Jacenia. I think Chelsea goes home this week. Oh, oh, I forgot she's still there. Yeah. I missed her on the chart. Oh, there she is. Good point. I like yeah. her, but. I'm going to say Kit and Jacenia. Why not? Who do y'all oh, think yeah. going home? No, Jacenia has a one-on-one coming up. She has a one-on-one tonight, it uh, looks like, with it. the race car. That's right. Driving. They showed that in the previews. <laughs> Damn it, Robert. Serena, which Serena? Serena C. Oh, yes. yeah. Serena C's going C. home. She's oh, a mean, yeah. she's the, the last <laughs> reigning mean girl. Though every time, every time we say this is the last mean girl, a new one blossoms right at that very moment. So that's going <laughs> to happen again. from the stem. Chelsea's a little bit mean, too. She could, mm. she'll become the top dog after this, you know? She's no, gonna she's become going to the, the alpha. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I think we're in agreement Serena C's going home. Yeah. Mean girl. All right. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I mean, not excited. Like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to see their night ruined. <laughs> Elise is here to watch blood spill. That is one thing I've learned Ready. watching. You know, love comes second. Um, the spilling, Tears you know, the, the battleground comes first. So, <laughs> it's right. true. So, Love is a battlefield. Right. It's true. Jordan, favorite, Jordan, uh, what's her name? Taught me that. <laughs> Jordan Tarts. I would, I would say that that's my favorite Megan dashboard was. confessional <laughs> song. Love is a battlefield. Um, mm. But sounds like it. Anyway, let's uh, get back to the show. Okay, so <laughs> before <laughs> Elise is very that happy. Is so Tell me why you're happy, Elise. So pumped! So uh, Eric was so supportive because I was like, "Oh my God, so repeat, this is the end for you. This is the end of your zone." And Eric was like, "Stay shot. He's gonna keep her." He's like, "He's gonna keep her." So I appreciate the support, Eric. Uh, Serena P got a second one-on-one date, and they ended with ice skating. They and he, he, she's the first one to go to hometowns. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that, they Yay. definitely put quite an arc on that like she was very uncomfortable during the yoga thing uh it's really interesting like he even said the word uh friend zone during his yeah professional time. yeah that was interesting and, and so this is what's interesting me. to me too is like um when i did my bit of research before picking my top five i watched clips from the previous one-on-ones that had happened so far and the reason why i didn't put serena p in my top five is on their first one-on-one they're, they had a perfectly nice dinner conversation, but it felt, it just felt a little fine. It just didn't, I mean, it kind of fit with what he said about the friend zone thing. So uh, I, yeah, I was fully prepared for her to go home, but like, I think I heard you say Eric during the episode, like clearly like he, he really likes her and he was like trying to find reasons to like keep her. And, (laughs) and then it seemed like once they got over that major speed bump, they were, Mm -hmm. you know, they're in a better place yeah it was so interesting to hear him use friend zone before they actually arrived to that one-on-one day because to me that signaled that like he was trying to find a stronger connection but then it just went like zero to 60 in two (laughs) seconds because it was like let's try to find a stronger connection, but can you just put your body right on top of me right now (laughs) (laughs) in all of these poses so I can feel that stronger connection to you? Trying to force it a bit, perhaps. It was so interesting, too, how, like, they were on totally two different pages. Like, she was terrified, was so uncomfortable, (laughs) and he was so 
enjoying it and they had no idea that the other one was in a completely different space until the end of it i feel at this point in a season the one-on-one can be either the the bachelor or the bachelorette is saying like i'm really trying at this point to see if there is any connection left to justify keeping you and it can go either way at this point and i feel like the next one-on-one with what's her name justina justina yeah it could go that way like i just wonder if he's setting it up to to like say is this something where there's no connection left i'm sorry you're going home well i don't know if you watched last episode eric because that's exactly what happened with katie he um you know it was kind of like a friend zone sort of thing and he was testing it and then sent her home you know, yeah. so yeah. 100%. I'm so pumped right now. <laughs> is she your, your number one? At least yeah. your winner? Yeah. She's nice. I was no like, wonder yeah. you're sweating it over there. <laughs> that was a lot. That's why I fully appreciated the support from American Megan's side because I was like, oh, this could just whew, really just go the wrong way for me right now. <laughs> But he likes her. <laughs> um, I also like how she said she likes to take things slow and to really get to know a person. <laughs> and we were commenting on how, um, why'd you sign up for a reality show where everything's compressed into like six weeks? Um, so, you know, but hey, props to her. She's getting out of her comfort zone, clearly. Yay. Yeah. Matt James has also been making a lot of charcuterie boards. I don't know that it has anything to do with them, but like they had a charcuterie board on their date. But he, I think he's just doing it to like play into everyone kind of made fun of him that he didn't know what it was or, or that he, I don't know, they made fun of him for something about it. And now he like he's, makes his own. He still doesn't know what it is. The producer <laughs> created that beautiful charcuterie board. Yes. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> So we do need to to back up a little bit because we actually left off recording um, before the rose ceremony. And um, Elise, you called it with uh, Chelsea and Serena C going home. Um, So, you know, good job there. We got rid of mean girl number one and the girl that we said could become the next mean girl. So maybe, maybe the mean girls have been thoroughly purged and this game of mafia is finally over and the talent people win, you know, Uh, it seems like that, it might finally be the case. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I don't think anyone had the either of those in their brackets. Um, I'm looking at the Excel right now. So that, um, but yeah, Serena P actually breaks my bracket a little bit because if she is definitely in the top, you know, five, then um, that ticks away a slot for me. So my, my bracket is is in pain right now it's crumbling but, um, <laughs> oh wow at least. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I, I shouldn't speak i got <laughs> a lot of confidence after that last one-on-one date yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's inflated i riding high <laughs> bring it back to the humble <laughs> at least i think you have like bond, no binded yourself doing. to serena p now and so her fortune is your fortune you know so. <laughs> yeah well <laughs> i was very confident that about eight of them were gonna be going home during that rose ceremony but that is me <laughs> just completely doubting that anyone is likely to win ever yeah megan what were you saying during that period that uh eric likes both sports teams to lose when possible or something yes eric roots for both teams to lose always (laughs) 
So that would be a tie, right? So basically, Eric is a hateful person. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm ready for my wife to twist it into a more glowing. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really thinking. Yeah. Uh, Valentine's Day was yesterday. I just want to point out. Um, yeah. you know, no big deal. We moved past that, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's oh. hilarious! Um, no, but uh, Eric, I think uh, I don't know you. You 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 have a good intuition about this. So you were, I think, you were the first one to to start to feel like Serena P was going to turn the corner during that date. So um, yeah, there. Um, so Justinia, the other thing that happened is Justinia. Well, you know, they gave out the group date, which is about to happen, and Justinia therefore is going to have the last one on one, which puts Abigail in limbo i man I, I obviously you could say she's going home you know because of this but i still feel like he likes her so uh but it is weird so one thing i wanted to bring up about this is like i think some seasons when they give out the first impression rose the very first night it's because of this really strong connection but sometimes in a case like Abigail, I, I don't know if it was fully about a strong connection. I think it was partly because of the way she like opened up to him. And because that's another way they sometimes give roses. I've noticed is like, especially early on is like to kind of validate someone who like opens up or makes some big revelation. Um, and so that does make me worry. Basically, it makes me worry a little bit about Abigail that I don't know if it was 100% just because he was that into her on the first night. But do you guys think Abigail's going to go home in the next rose ceremony? I don't remember in my top five. But to, to that point, usually the first impression rose does go really far. Yeah. I think she's going home before, one -on -one, uh, before hometowns, which is unfortunate. I think she brings a lot of, I think she brings a lot of value to the show. She just seems like a genuine person. Yeah. I'm going to make the prediction that she gets the group date, Rose, so that uh, to kind of as a um, consolation prize for not getting the date, the one-on-one. -on -one. Mm. So we'll, we'll ah, see. That's At least bold. what do you think? I mean, that's bold. I agree. I think Abigail brings a lot. Like, she's so sweet. And I love that they, she, like, she, like, makes an effort. Like, when she had the little, oh, I'll, like, touch my ear when, like, to let you know I'm thinking of you. And, like, you know, like, they right. have a little connection there. I thought it was sweet. I think it's bold to say she'll get a rose on the group date because he only has three to hand out. So, I, I, and Michelle's on that Oh, date, right. Because so. I forget this. <laughs> The roses he gives and now Rachel. are for the hometowns, right? Like, I mean, yeah. So, I think it'll yeah, go to Rachel right. or Michelle or one of right. those he really like. That's a good point. Has, yeah, but that would be sweet if you gave it to Abigail. All right, I'll, I'll stand by that prediction, and we'll watch my bracket further dissolve as this continues. Um, I, uh, well, Megan's kit yeah. like made it this round, so that was very exciting. She made it through the rose ceremony. Yeah, Cynthia Rowley's daughter. Um, one last thing, because we keep bringing up Katie, the news bit I was saving is the rumors seem to be Katie Thurston is going to be the next Bachelorette. I don't know if you all have heard this, but that sounds like the rumors, and it sounds like a great choice to me. Um, have you all heard these rumors? Yeah, I, I texted heard. it. Oh, <laughs> I texted it to ahead, Bevan last week. I texted it to Bevan last week because I had seen it in my feed. You didn't text it to feed. me as well, Elise? I did not. 
Uh, you know that whole conversation about the besties and who is in the besties i'm i'm really struggling right now we're crumbling tonight right now i feel like serena p during yoga okay that's how i feel right now so uh anyway megan yeah do you heard this rumor no but i am all for it i really love phoebe i thought she was mature she was funny she just like had a good head on her shoulders i think she'll make a great bachelorette I think there will be a lot of entertainment and she has, she has a following right now too, where I think a lot of people are invested in her. I think it's going to make for a great bachelorette season. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's um, get back and watch this group date. And now a word from our sponsors. Hi, this is Eric on the Boston Bachelor Besties podcast here with my wife, Megan. And today's podcast episode is brought to you by a local baker, kind of a big deal, or an up-and-comer, if you will, Sammy Sweets. Hey, Megan, what did we order from Sammy Sweets for our wedding? Oh, Sammy Sweets made us cookies and cream bars, blondies, and a raspberry vanilla cake. Sammy Sweets would not allow us to get married without bringing a cake. Yes, that was a good call on her part. So, Eric, you know I can't pick a favorite, but tell me, what's your favorite dessert? I think I'm going with Oreo Frosted Brownies. But the s'mores bars could be a new favorite real soon. They are so delicious. Oh, my God, we forgot. We didn't even mention the gelato. Have to mention the gelato. Absolutely fantastic. Well, listeners of the Boston Bachelor Besties, be sure to visit SammySweetsXO.com to place an order for cookies, bars, brownies, cakes, and more. Also, give her a follow on Instagram at SammySweets underscore XO. Now back to the episode. Don't forget to enter promo BBB2021 when you go to Sammy Sweets uh, as the promo code. Thank you very much. All right, we just got done with the group date, also known as Dropping Like Flies. Date <laughs> is the alternate title. Um, what are, yeah, I mean, where do where do we start, y'all? So, someone take it. Where did we leave off? Okay, first of all, turtleneck. He's bringing the turtleneck game again. Okay, we got to <laughs> we got to start with the the base layer here, which is the Mad James turtleneck. So, um, and then okay, the, there is like four dramatic moments in this if not more um i I made some quick notes to help us navigate this this conversation this very sensitive conversation we're about to have um (laughs) first one was brie dropping a bomb on him by the way i quit my dream job to be here is that basically what she said right um yeah yeah thoughts on that i feel like a lot of people do like not every job will let you take like six seven eight weeks off of work they're gonna be like no (laughs) come again later (laughs) yeah and if she's leaving her dream job to make money as an instagram influencer (laughs) for the next you know four years five years (laughs) while she's young and beautiful i'm sure um that's landing on her feet (laughs) i'm honestly more baffled by the amount of people who think that they can go back to having a regular job like i'm all for michelle but like i can't imagine being like Oh, I'm going to go back to school now and all the kids' parents know that I was on The Bachelor. Like, no way. I, I don't understand that. 
Um, Megan, you you might want to sit a little closer to your husband because um, I I I feel like uh, I'm not sure they're wearing ear pods over there for the listener, and I think maybe yours doesn't have a microphone in it. But it was working fine earlier when you were a little bit closer. But it'll be it'll be fine. We can still hear you. You're just a little bit. Soft. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I think I think you make a valid. Say that again for sure about like following a career after the bachelor. Oh, yeah, no, I'm just surprised that some people make the, the choice when they have a career path to leave and go on The Bachelor. And I just imagine, like, uh, so many, there's so many teachers, there's so many nurses that I would feel a little uncomfortable going back into teaching and being like, oh, yeah, I was on The Bachelor and all of my kids' parents have watched me try to date somebody on TV. Like, that just would not seem like a reasonable choice. So while I was doing some show research, I had come across that Tyler and Matt have been involved in this nonprofit, ABC Foods. Is that what it was? Food tours? I think. ABC Food, Food tours? tours? I love the and amount of research he did for this. I <laughs> so love good. It. So good. I just, I, I think that's also a great, you know, if we're talking about like, what do they do next? Like, Kit goes back to college. Cool. Um, but they also, for many of them, turning their celebrity into good versus just traveling and taking photos of themselves. I appreciated seeing that from Tyler because I definitely judged him a lot on the surface of just being, um, of not, I don't know how to put it. Like I, I, I'll say it this way. Like, I immediately, when I found out that um, both Megan, Elise, and I had run a faster marathon than Tyler Cameron, <laughs> I do not believe that. Uh, I wow. texted them right away. Yeah. So wow. <laughs> nice, y'all. Nice. Little backpack. <laughs> we did. I don't think a lot of them do something impactful after this. Mm-hmm. Most of them do social media and like influence their stuff. So it is cool to see that Tyler is doing something that can make a difference yeah 100 no fab fit fun there they're just no. <laughs> they're helping they're roommates too tyler cameron and matt james oh yeah in new york yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i get and coffee ta- with them in brooklyn every once in a while <laughs> um i run into them in the Good you know, local local shop um and then um abigail we got to talk about that. Oh man. Heartbreaker. Um, yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about the logic of this because at least you brought this up. And I also thought this, it, it was almost like, I mean, he probably is, he might be using this as an excuse a little bit, but he kind of, he almost blamed it on like his own methodology of like, <laughs> that he, he basically said, I had a really strong connection with you night one. So I thought I would go on dates with other women to, to explore that. And, but then that kind of backfired to where he now had these really strong connections with these other women and not Abigail. And so obviously you can, you know, guess how much of that is a, a little bit of an excuse, but it, it kind of is what it seemed like. Like it, it seemed like he, he really did like her and he was like, okay, I'm going to set her aside for now and see what's going on with these other women. But then it was kind of too late at that point, which I, I kind of feel bad for her about that. Wait. 
which is exactly what Bevan had said. Shout out to Bev on a, a previous yes. pod, podcast. Which I think a, I said that as well. <laughs> no, no. What? I totally said this. Roll the tape. Roll the tape, she, listener. Well, she, she, she said, Bevan said that he's like, okay, Abigail, I'm going to put you over here. Like, I really like you while I go explore these other relationships. I literally and said like, that as I, well, Elise. I literally said that as well. <laughs> We'll see, but, but she, so she was right in that respect. And then Matt was like, I forgot about like this or, or like, he didn't even try to explore that one over here when these were the, were developing. So a hundred percent, it was kind of like, he just didn't go back to that, which poor Abigail <laughs> and poor Heather, like I still, <laughs> she didn't get, they didn't get their chance to explore their relationship. Um, but yeah and I had a point to Eric had brought this up because in the episode where it was he asked about the tantra like yoga date but what did you say Eric about it about the timing of it like um what did I say about the timing of it oh how he started the date well they led into the date talking about how he was in the friend zone and then it went from zero to 60 where it just was like let me have your body on top of me for 45 <laughs> yes. minutes yoga yes. class that and that it was only like a 45 minute yoga class and then they went straight to dinner so it's like do they even get to spend the day together yeah which is like the the dates were like they it, which i listened to nick Bial's podcast and he said because someone had the same question he's like it usually evens out with like production timing of things and dates mm-hmm. like setting stuff up so he said it usually evens out it's like the the bachelor or the bachelorette just doesn't have a lot of time, but um, they usually get enough time with the person. But wait, sorry, yeah. say that again. I, I missed that. What about the timing? Like it, like like Eric was saying, like do they get like a full day together? Because right. like a forty-five minute yoga class and then dinner is like not a full day, and whereas right. like other people are getting all this time, and then the group date it was like just a cocktail time. So it's like a question of do they really get enough time for their like one-on-ones or their group dates? And um, I guess it evens out <laughs> was the gist. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, I mean, Kit is the next one to talk about. Um, yeah, that was, it took me a second to realize. Yeah. Okay. So they, they have a really interesting conversation, which I mean, props to her of like being really forward about, Hey, these are, this is what I'm looking for sort of thing. And Megan brought up the point of like, maybe she's hedging her bet a little bit so that if she gets kicked off, she can say, Oh, well, I, I brought up these things that might've, you know, not been aligned with what he wanted or whatever. But um, yeah, that was a, that was a weird sequence because then it comes full circle and she comes back to him to basically say, she's not sure about him. Right. I mean, isn't that kind of how it went? And well, he didn't give her, her a rose on the group date. Right. And so right. she was like, what the heck, man? <laughs> Feeling so good about you. And then not getting anything back. Yeah, I was, when she had that conversation, I was thought, I thought she was trying to set something up. Like either, oh, I told him my timeline of having to wait to get married until, you know, old age of 25 and he wanted to get married now but looking back on it maybe she was just giving him an out to say like to not give her the rose because she wasn't fully feeling it i don't know 
Yeah. Yeah. Because at first I thought it was like her saying, um, I'm bothered that you're not sure about me, but then it was like, oh wait, she's saying she's not sure about him. So, but I mean, in the end, I guess that's a better result, you know, less, less heartbreak. It makes, it makes his life simpler. And she kind of left on her own, uh, volition a bit, you know? I wonder if that was like self-protective or I guess other people would argue it was just like fake, but I like, maybe she was just like, well, I'm not getting anything back. So it's better to take myself out before I get like cut at a rose ceremony. Kind of like, I'm not fired. I quit. Sort of thing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. She's also pretty young. She's probably like, I mean, how many mature relationships can she have had at this point and navigating it is probably pretty difficult. So yeah, it's, okay, I feel like I'm going to get hurt. So I'm going to pull out now. Yeah. Yeah. Man, a lot of people left on that group date. And then it ended with Rachel. Um, and man, fireworks were, were going for them because then they go off to their own little private concert where we predict that, well, are y'all all right? Something just happened over there. <laughs> yeah. If you take out the ear... <laughs> You can cut this, but if you take out the ear pod, which Megan did, then somehow the TV volume shoots up to a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all both look like you've just been like shocked with an electric charge or something. Um, yeah. But <laughs> uh, right when I was talking about fireworks uh, with uh, Rachel the... and Matt, so. Oh, look, Hypa's sleeping. Oh so yeah, she's cozy. What type of dog do y'all have? She is a Weimaraner. She has. They were her always chin my favorite on, at the dog show. And she has her chin on uh, Eric's knee. Uh, looks very comfortable right now. Yeah. Smoothie. She yeah. She likes to be very close to us. We like to be very <laughs> close to her too, so it works out well. Just always touching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on what we just saw? Um, so, oh, okay. We, we didn't actually say this, but Rachel got the rose. So, um, so now we have Rachel and Serena P who are in the hometowns for sure. Right. Oh yes. Good yes. recap. And I think what Brie and who do you think is going to be Brie and Piper? Michelle. Michelle's got to be one of those, right? Oh yeah. We got too many of I'm going to say Michelle and Piper, I guess. I think that's who I have left in my top five, which is quickly. What's left in your bracket? Thanks, Elise. You're being so kind to me this episode. This bestie energy is just flowing through. Um, um, One other thing I wanted to relate back to something you said, Megan, um, about how Matt James was like, almost kind of giving too much hope to Heather, you know, when she left. And when I was reading, um, I read these vulture recaps, which are really great, by the way, um, when I was preparing my bracket and the writer there, that was one of, um, I think it was a woman, I can't remember, but one of her main complaints, I think, was that um, Matt seems to, and maybe this has to do with since he didn't experience the other side of this and he's a nice guy that he, he tends to give a little, maybe a little bit too much validation to every single person he talks to. Um, so I don't know, it, it seemed to align a little bit with what you said about um, Heather. So m- maybe that's one of his flaws is like, 
these are just tough. You, you, gosh, you know, it's a really tough situation and you want to be like kind and it's not that anyone's lying, but you can easily probably give someone too much hope in that sort of situation. I did notice on a random note that they had a nice shot of the Peloton on there, like, which they like, I, I, maybe I'm just like not remembering all the brand placement, but I feel like they haven't had brand placement and they had the Peloton like oh, right yeah. there and the Canadian, they had a Canadian, he was like wearing a Canadian goose jacket, like in the first episode or something. So and like, he was drinking a Coca-Cola and <laughs> wearing Nikes really obvious. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they're getting all their money for the right. dates. <laughs> mm. Well, they must be saving money uh, by not visiting five countries every single season. Um, so, you know. All right. Um, let's get back to the final part, which is going to be Jacinia. Wait. Yeah. Jacinia's date, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's do it. All right. We just saw Jacinia's date, um, which had a rather unfortunate ending. Um, well, depending on how you look at it. Um, what are y'all's thoughts? Anybody? <laughs> Elise, you're number think, one. I know. Silent. I, think I, I well, so, so I, I mean, they previewed the luggage scene happening ahead of time. And oh, that's why you're bringing up it. the luggage, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that was in the previews that they come for the luggage. And it was like, and we also just, I feel like in our hearts, we knew Jasenia wasn't staying. Like, I feel yeah. like it was like, she just didn't get any time. She was in the MJ drama. She just wasn't. And we never saw a connection with him. And then she told him that she's falling in love with him. And I was like, girl, don't do that. That's, <laughs> I know. I, I know. I just, I just feel like it wasn't a complete surprise. It was like a fun day. She didn't seem um, destroyed when he started <laughs> no. to turn her down either. Like she was just kind of <laughs> nodding, you know, so. Like I thought it was that. definitely it was definitely his idea for the producers to bring in a I don't know if it was a Mustang or a Ford Char or a Dodge Charger whatever that supercar was it was definitely his idea to bring that in and be like I want to play around with this today and just, <laughs> she can come along too that'll be fun I have a date to burn um, let's just <laughs> do something fun <laughs> and make out on a car hood yeah yeah. <laughs> That's uh, an accurate to, description. To not, to not be so cynical. It, and having missed a few episodes this season, it does feel like at this point in the season, he realized that there were certain girls who were just hanging around each episode that he wasn't paying attention to at all. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I feel like he has people in his head that he's like, okay like he's like I have my top four and it's like he went into the group date I have my top four he went and just said like I have my top four and just any his date so it's kind of like he was excited you know for the weeks ahead and so I feel like it was just kind of like yeah I was probably gonna get rid of you at the rose ceremony anyway so like you know I had I, I feel like he had can't read him but like I think he <laughs> knows who he likes so i wonder if he was thrown off by kit like if kit was in his top four like who that additional person is who he probably wasn't intending to bring to hometowns if he was intending for kit Good point. so interesting yeah that's a great it, thought 
it is always so hard to know how much time he actually did get with like Chelsea because it does feel like he's been with her a total of 36 minutes in six weeks, you know, but yeah. um, hopefully it's been longer than that, but it, and same with just sitting, you know, it just feels so short, um, but it, it's hard to tell how much is edited out um, on those group dates or whatever. Yeah. Um, Eric, were you saying um, who was, do you know who the drifter was? <laughs> if I can call him a drifter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I just found it funny that his title was professional drifter. I'm sure he gets hired for movies and does stunts like that, but I don't know. It just doesn't. Did, do you know who he is though? Is he? Did you? I thought I heard you say he's a TV host of a show or something. Oh yes. Well, so it's it shoot professional drifter, or maybe Matt said he's. I brought my friend along. He's a professional drifter, but on the <laughs> the bio at the bottom it said. Uh, TV host motor trend. Ah, so, uh, gotcha. I, yeah. So no, I I don't watch TV car shows. My my stepdad <laughs> enjoys that a lot during the day in his retirement. Uh, so maybe one day I will be watching car shows and drifters. But you can't you can't make me sit down to watch <laughs> Too Fast Too Furious. Any you had of those a whole uh, you had a whole scenario for him though in your head. I did. Yeah. I heard all this happening during the episode. I was like, oh my gosh, this must be someone Eric follows. And, you know, (laughs) he he knows all about this guy. And I loved it. He was crafting this whole background scenario. No, I learned everything I needed to know in the 15 minutes before (laughs) jumping into this podcast. No, I'm I'm kidding. (laughs) You're going to be able to recognize him now when you watch the, when you eventually watch one of those car shows, you're going to be like, I, I know who that drifter is. Uh, (laughs) Follow him on Instagram now. I thought it was funny too, that that was like, I was like, how does one become a professional drifter? Do you do an internship? How does this work? Yeah. I'm very curious. (laughs) Just one time you did it and you're like, this is my life calling. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. It did look pretty cool. And they were like, I mean, yeah, um, busting up these big, like, they looked almost like gift boxes, like giant gift boxes or something. That was kind of fun. Was that intentional? Was he supposed to do that? Or was that like a rule break? Like, was I think he, he was like, trying to do it. Honestly, I think it was intentional. I do? assumed he was doing it wrong. No. Me too. Are you think he was like, supposed to be drift around them? And he was yeah. <laughs> hitting them? Yeah. Yeah. They were I mean, big, I doubt he had he took like, very much control. Yeah. Well, he like, jacked up the car too he took off the side mirrors i don't know if he was (laughs) breaking you by it like i don't think i don't know if (laughs) that was covered yeah (laughs) this is is what happens they blow the entire budget on some stunts (laughs) like that and then in the bachelorette season they have to go to cleveland (laughs) (laughs) holiday in cleveland The, that's why they had the Peloton ad because they needed to pay for that car yeah. that he yeah. messed up. <laughs> Product placement. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to get back? Um, I think it's going to be the rose ceremony. So he has two roses to give out. So who are his top five? Let's name them right now. It's um, the ones he has roses for already are Rachel and Serena P, right? And then the other people that are left are Michelle... Bree and Piper. Piper. Okay. So who do you think's going home? Oh, Piper. 
Yeah, I think you're right. My friend texted me, so I know, so I can't. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. I'm going to say, so y'all say Piper. Um, I think it's Piper. Man, I, I feel like I don't, I, I feel like I've seen way more chemistry and moments between him and Piper than him and Bree. So I'm going to say Bree's going home. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll see who's right. And so far, it's mostly not been me. So let's, let's see what happens. Here, here we go. All right. We just saw the rose ceremony. And man, Eric and Megan, just newbies to the podcast. And they're just calling everything back and forth. <laughs> and they called it Piper going home. So how did it feel seeing um, all your predictions come true like this? Well, <laughs> I just felt like there was a pattern developing during the show uh, where he was pretty set on who were the people that he liked. And there wasn't much that was really going to change his mind. I think he was looking for a strong connection with what? Her? She's, she's okay. We can start that over. Sorry. Haifa is okay. we'll, we'll just keep dramatic right now. Um, <laughs> no, I just feel like a, a pattern would, was developing during this show where he just, there was only certain people that he wanted. And um, there were just other people on the, on the show that he just wasn't really there to pay attention to and I feel like that was pretty much for Abigail, Jacenia and Piper those okay, three this is and where I, think I, I might disagree because I feel like you're totally right with Abigail and Jacenia like we haven't seen much with them mm-hmm. but we have seen him doing a good bit with Piper in recent episodes um, but wait you you, you felt like, was it just this episode that you felt like she was on the side, kind of, or? Yeah, I mean, the episode started off with her being, I mean, Matt's eyes lit up when Heather walked in the room when he was there with Piper. Right, good point. And Jacenia, he didn't pay attention to at all. And Abigail, who I think was great, just didn't get any attention either. Uh, I think... I think what Megan had said earlier that he probably wanted to keep Kit. He probably wanted to keep uh, Kit for hometowns. And that may have changed something with, um, I don't know if it would have been uh, Bree or um, Piper, but I think in the end he decided that it was going to be Piper. Do you want to add wow. anything? No, Megan has nothing to add. <laughs> nothing to add either. Good. Well, I mean, good call. I just um, am. Am I missing something, Elise? Or I just feel like Bree has not been in the picture that much recently either. 
right? Yeah, I she mean- had the original one, the first one-on-one, I think. And they had the hot tub and that's where he did the push-up thing uh, where he, they chopped wood. Like they made right. him take off his shirt and chop the one piece of wood to heat this entire hot tub. <laughs> and, and, they, and he threw her off the ATV as well. Like they, right. but um, they had an initial strong start and connection. And then we hadn't seen like anything about her until yeah. just this rose ceremony where he was like, free. maybe maybe brie was going to be one who was going home but kit came in the way and said i'm going home so maybe brie ended up getting lucky oh wow yeah i did not have kit like in my in my thoughts i was like i think they had a lovely date and that's it i don't know i i just she's great whatever but when megan said that she was switching out for kit she was like right he had this episode we saw so such a stronger connection with them yeah that that was her switcheroo and i was like oh that's the first time i actually was like oh interesting thinking about kit and he did yeah i wasn't like i wasn't taking her super seriously either so yeah you're right yeah um what's hilarious is right in our last recording segment Elise said that she couldn't predict who was going home in the rose ceremony because she <laughs> knew because her friend had texted her, but that ended up being wrong somehow. It was wrong. She said Brie. <laughs> she was she was mad about Brie going home or something. That's what I read. So I must have misread it. Like because I quickly like scrolled up. I was That's like, hilarious. No. <laughs> and, That's so funny. Because because obviously they're they are finished watching like ahead. So right. I was like, ah, I, and I, but I thought Brie would be going home. I was hopeful. Cause that would, that would have helped with my bracket, I guess. But yeah, read I was the, wrong. She was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Reread the text later on and be sure yeah. to <laughs> okay. let us know how that okay. worked out. I'm okay. interested. That should be a full podcast episode next time <laughs> or a full Done. segment next time. <laughs> Yeah, we were joking that maybe it was a part of that alternate reality Matt James keeps talking about, you know, so. Yeah, with Heather. Um, Right. (laughs) Yeah, where he's married to Heather and uh, and Brie goes home. Um, Cool. Well, I feel like we should recap our top five now that uh, we're down to actually four. Um, But let's just say my bracket uh, has more blank spaces than I would like. Um, the only two people that are left are fortunately my top two, which, I mean, if you want to have two people left, that's who you want. Uh, it's, um, uh, Michelle and Rachel I have left, but, uh, the other three were Abigail, Piper, Heather, and they're all gone. Um, Elise, you, um, have Serena P as your winner. She's still here. Your, your top Oh no, you have four or five left. Yeah, you're doing great. You have Serena P, then Rachel, then Michelle, then Piper's gone, and then you have Bree. So good yeah. job on that. Let's um, <laughs> check in on Bevan and Chris, how they're doing. Uh, Bevan has Michelle, Bree, Rachel, Serena P, and then Piper. So she's uh, roughly in the same boat as you, Elise. She has four or five. And then Chris has Michelle, Alana, Rachel, <laughs> Abigail, Bree. So even though Chris picked someone that we're not even sure was ever on the show, he's still <laughs> doing better than I am with three in, of the five remaining. So I can never make fun of Chris for putting a lot in there because he's still beating me. Um, and then uh, Megan and um, Eric, 
how is your top five looking? Well, we have Michelle, Rachel, Bree, and then I had we had Piper who just got kicked out, and and Kit who left. I did not have Serena P. Gotcha. Oh, but you have your top three then. So, top three. So yeah. Those so are guys, good picks. who's gonna win? Who's gonna win? I don't know. Michelle just did that cute little thing. I love the bloopers. So that's what like gave me hope for Serena P. The last bloopers was really cute. Mm-hmm. They did the karate. And then oh, this right. one. Yeah. And then this one, they, uh, Michelle, like she had to give a toast after with the four. And then they showed her like, she's like playing around and she did the push ups. Like, yeah. Like Matt James did ahead of his like date with Brie on the the wood chopping <laughs> i thought that I was so cute she's so cute <laughs> she's so sweet yeah they had such a strong chemistry on their one-on-one um it does worry me a little bit that it's a little too friendly compared to someone like rachel who it's much more steamy i would say um but yeah um and then serena p and so obviously we just saw previews as well which added you know flashes of what's to come and serena p i think her mother was saying to her or something like um you just don't seem um captivated or in love or or smitten is that what it was something like that Mm -hmm. yeah so it's a little i mean he seems like he has great vibes with serena p it's almost a question of is it gonna just go too slow or something yeah, I could see it ending without a proposal. Oh, yeah. plot twist. Plot twist. That could totally be it. So two I'll episodes s- left? I no. Be, well, yeah, I guess so. Well, we have... Um, no, no, no. We have Probably like at least three, three or four. Right. Yeah, because we have oh, fantasy boy. suites. So we okay. have hometowns, hometowns. Fantasy suites. Women Tell All. And then the finale, which sometimes is a two-parter. I might have mixed All right, the then. fantasy and room tall. Yeah. It just, yeah, Tasha's season seemed to just like wrap up in like two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, Zach, see, let's go. She also yeah. had a, sh- I mean, she had a shorter season to work with because it wasn't her yeah. season starting. <laughs> so Yeah, you know. and less men. Like um, Matt had, had leftovers. Like, yeah. yeah. They added a few back, but I, mm-hmm. I don't think Zach was one of them. No, he wasn't. Yeah. But then, and then Matt has like 35 women. So it's like they just keep adding. They're like, here, yeah. <laughs> how about these people? There was one random tidbit. I was, re- I skimmed it, but again, it could be one of these like brief things where I just like skimmed it and I'm like, <laughs> my brain hops like to something completely different. But, <laughs> but it was like Temecula Road, which was the last episode where they were doing the concert, which Rachel got her right. own concert with, uh, was it Aloe Black? Mm-hmm. right yeah yep. um and so she the the last episode they did temecula road which i guess they're kind of like a i don't think anyone really knew about people them or... were making the vulture article was brutal about that they're like <laughs> okay. this is the only okay. band they could find who could quarantine okay, for two weeks <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but they but they 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 
I think people did an interview with them. Again, I skimmed it. So we know how to do a skimming, obviously. So they they did. Um, they basically like interviewed them and Temecula Road was like, yeah, it's super weird, like because they're just making out in front of you. And it's like, all, I feel like the, the people that come on generally know that's going to have what's going to happen with like the yeah. two people. But they were like, yeah, we were just singing to them making out. And I was like, well, yeah that's how it goes <laughs> i feel like but, in other seasons usually it would be instead of a totally private concert it would be like a special concert with some public some members of the public there but then they oh. would be like featured as a couple and the lead yeah. band the lead singer would like call them out but obviously piece of covid they can't do that they just have to stare at the making out so it's kind of awkward <laughs> I wish sure, the lead singer like grabbed the mic off the stand and went down to them and like <laughs> went like right around them as they're making out, singing to them just up in their face. That would have been great. Oh boy. Uh, any final thoughts before we we caught? Okay, who's gonna win? Real quick, Eric, who's gonna win? I I'm going with my quick. gut that it doesn't that it doesn't end with a proposal. Wow, wow. Oh. Okay, Megan, Megan, who do you think is gonna win? Well, I want to be Michelle, but I think it's Rachel. Oh, Elise, who do you think is going to win? Um, I'm going to stick with Serena P, my girl. I think she's probably going home, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna jump I'm on the Megan in. train and say Rachel as well. Um, <laughs> just because I've, some red flags are coming up with Michelle, even though I still feel strong about Michelle. Like, I think there's a good chance, but we'll she's see. so cute. <laughs> All right. Well, man, Megan... Eric, it's been so fun having you guys. Hi, Haifa. Thank um, you. Thank yeah. you for having us. It was fun. It was so fun. Thank you, guys. Yay! You guys are the best. <laughs> y'all were y'all were great, and y'all have great predictions. We'll have to uh, maybe we'll make you a segment, you know, in the future where we check in for predictions from you guys to find out the truth of what's going to happen, you know. So because our predictions have been fire lately. <laughs> <laughs> so good our expert panel that, yeah. <laughs> that's what we'll call you mm -hmm. um and, and we all want to thank uh sammy sweets for sponsoring this uh episode yeah. uh really appreciate that uh go use great. our promo code and <laughs> <laughs> have a good night everyone and we'll see you next week goodbye Bye. Bye.